Guru Nation, welcome to episode 413 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I answer a listener question on project manager versus um, being an assistant, and then I get into being a CRA and coordinator and specialist, and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff related to careers and career trajectories, and it, it essentially revolves around the theme of specializing into a generalist if that makes any sense so hope you enjoy it check out the links in the show notes i got the patreon channel it's five bucks a month we have a monthly mastermind meeting where we talk about career growth business opportunities how to use social media to market yourself we have also weekly videos in there that are exclusive for patreon five bucks a month Check out the link in the show note, patreon.com slash dancefera. We also have the CRA Academy and CRC Academies. Links in the show notes. Both are doing uh, extremely well during this um, during this down period. I think a lot of people are appreciating the virtual learning and the virtual internship aspects of those. So check those out in the show notes. If you are a site and you want to get started or you, you want to start a site or you have an existing site and you want studies and you need help with certain things, just text me 949-415-6256. And with all that being said, enjoy the show. Hello, Instagram. Hello, LinkedIn. Let's see if I'm going live and all these things. So, gonna read some viewer questions on this live stream. And I'm gonna take questions from, oh, how's it going, how-to clinical research? I might actually see you next week. Um, yeah, so if you have questions, put them in the comments on Instagram or on LinkedIn, but I got a good question like series of questions from somebody this is somebody from canada hey monica how's it going nice to see you on instagram uh we gotta figure out monica how to do uh, a live stream on linkedin together remotely even though we can do one together wednesday because we'll be together um but yeah i gotta figure out how to do a linkedin live stream remotely i know how to do it on instagram but i got the mic here and i wouldn't be able to hear anything you say remotely but we can do it in person uh so i got a series of questions from somebody who's talking about project management versus being a cra and they're from canada um basically let me give you some background they are a coordinator with 10 years of clinical research experience. So they want to know a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah, I'm gonna actually read them. But meanwhile, if you're watching on LinkedIn, welcome. I haven't been live on LinkedIn in a long time. So if you have questions, put them in the chat and let me go through some of these uh, questions from this 10 year CRC, that's clinical research coordinator veteran, uh, in clinical research asking about CPM, which is certified project manager and CRA. So which is more valuable on the resume for career advancement, 
10 years as a CRA or 10 years as a CPM? And I really, I hate these kind of questions because there is no right answer. The more, the answer is the more valuable one is the one that you can provide mo the most value to your employer or to the industry. Like the, the most, like where can you put, if you look at your hours of work as an output, where can your hours of work as, as an input produce the most efficient output? Okay. So, and somebody says 10 years of being in a clinic in a single role is not good. I agree. This is where, you know, we can start getting into my whole theory of being a generalist as opposed to a specialist because everybody needs to start out as a specialist. Everybody's going to start out as a specialist, but you need to start branching out if you want. I mean, you don't need to, but if you want career security, uh, through any market cycles, the generalists are the ones that survive the ones that can do multiple tasks with a single person doing it. Okay. So, uh, LinkedIn, the questions are coming in. So bring them, bring them on, but I'm going to be reading these as well. So, um, basically, yeah. So I agree with you how to clinical research, uh, you know, I, there is no right or wrong here. Okay. CRA or CPM, which one looks better on the resume depends on the job that you're applying for. I mean, they both look good on the resume. I guess the question you're asking is which one will look good, which one will look better on my resume in the future, like five years from now. And I have no idea. I can guess, I'm going to make a guess that CRAs are more in demand than project managers and that's why they get paid more right and this is actually part of their question as well which we're going to get into but i think if you're going for the generalist route i think cra is the better way to go like if you take a cra which is actually cra is not a generalist role but it can be it can lead you into a lot of different roles and you compare it with a project manager all right the cra is more of a generalist because you're dealing with sponsors you're dealing with sites project managers dealing as well with sponsors and sites but they're more on planning the study they're more on making sure the study is going according to the milestones and the budget whereas cra is more in the operations and how, how the sites are actually following the protocol this is a really tough one but i in my opinion i think a lot more doors can be opened by being a CRA than a project manager. Uh, we got student from India in the house. Can you please tell me the courses I should learn in this quarantine time to become a CRA? Uh, there's a lot. So the for free is the four hour and a half video I have that you can watch. But let me get to this uh, question because then I got another one on LinkedIn. And then keep your questions coming. If you have them, I'll try to get through them. So there is no best for tenure uh, on your resume. Okay, pick which one you prefer. I think CRA can open more doors. I think CRAs are more in demand than project managers. Um, and and you're dealing more with actual research as opposed to CPMs, which are dealing more with metrics, timelines. I mean, yeah, if you're a project manager in clinical research, of course you have to understand the inner workings of research. But as a CRA, I think you need more specialized knowledge, which sounds um, 
you know, uh, like the opposite of what I'm saying about being a generalist. But I think if you really like break down what a generalist means is it's a specialist who has now become a specialist of something else, who has become a specialist of something else. So pretty soon they start adding all these specialties into a generalist role, whereas a CPM doesn't really do that. They just pretty much do the same thing, no matter what kind of study it is. They don't need to really learn uh, the different nuances of the protocols and things like that, for the most part. For the most part. I don't want to insult any CPMs out there because I honestly don't know how CPMs do their jobs like I mean I would die in that position as a CPM like CPMs whenever there's a problem everybody goes to the project manager the CRA the sites the sponsor everybody looks at the project manager and expects answers whereas the CRA is more of a problem solver from a proactive perspective or somebody tells the CRA hey go solve this problem but the project manager is getting constantly bombarded with with these uh problems from all the stakeholders so the second question assuming we compare apples to apples so cro versus a research institute what is more stressful being a cra or being a project manager a lot is written about cra burnout but uh project management seems to be more stressful hey this is what i just said i mean i literally just said this they are both stressful jobs i think the biggest issue and the biggest cause for burnout for CRAs is all the issues are compounded by the fact that they have to travel and be away from their families for most of the month, right? Like most of most of the days of every month, they're away from their family and they're traveling again under normal times, but we're starting to see CRAs starting to travel a little bit more now. So the burnout is there. They're just different kind of burnouts. Uh, like I said, project manager, whenever there's a problem and every study has problems constantly, whether it's sites not receiving their payments, whether it's CRAs not completing their reports on time, whether it's sponsors not sending out SUSAR letters on time, whether it's IRBs not approving things. I mean, all these problems, the CPA, CPM certified project manager handles it. And that's a completely different kind of burnout because they don't really travel as much as CRAs travel. So again, it depends. Like, do you like to travel a lot? Do you, uh, because from the CRAs I've dealt with, the vast majority of them say, hey, this job would not be as stressful if I had all local sites and didn't have to travel. Whereas CPMs don't really have to travel and they're still stressed out. So it's tough to answer that one too. Uh, how about CPMs who somehow moved up to project management but have never accumulated CRC or CRA experience and are working in CROs or research institutes? So, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about being a specialist? Like, that's pretty much the definition in this industry of being a specialist is if you're just if you're a project manager and you're working at a large research institution or a CRO, you're not going to understand ClinOps that well. You're just going to understand tasks that CRAs have to do, that lead CRAs have to do, that medical monitors have to do, that sites need to do. But you're not, a, you're not getting the holistic perspective of clinical research like from the operations perspective as opposed to a CRA 
who is getting that. But interestingly enough, I think the the most potential for generalist is what you're currently doing, clinical research coordinator level. I mean, here, think about what you're doing as a coordinator. You're dealing with patients, you're dealing with CRAs, you're dealing with sponsors, you're dealing with IRBs, you're dealing with your PIs. The CRAs, really, they're just dealing with the sponsor, people from their CRO and the sites. They're not dealing with patients. And so the further away I think you are from the action, I, I think this summarizes this whole video. Maybe we can do a quote. Carlos can do a quote. The further away you are from the action, and the action is activity at the site level, really, because that's where the clinical research studies are being conducted. The further away you are from the action, the further removed you are from the action, the less of a generalist your potential is. Uh, I think we just created a rule on this podcast episode right now. So let's see. Let's see if that one could be proven to be wrong, because I think CRAs are closer to the action than project managers. And interestingly enough, I think sponsors are closer to the action than project managers, because I know a lot of sponsors, especially from the smaller sponsors, they're very involved in their studies. They do site visits all the time. Project managers don't really do site visits. So the further you are from the action, which is at the site level, the less potential to be a generalist you're going to have. So I think that's, that's a short way of answering why I think a CRA would be better career-wise for you than a project manager. Uh, how much growth potentials do project managers with minimal prior experience have and say five years project management experience as opposed to project managers who have been both CRC and CRA for a few years? So I think the project managers that have had experience, like have been part in the action, have had CRC, CRA experience, I think there's more growth potential for them because think about what that actually means. You're basically saying how much output can you create per hour of input that you put in. And if you have experience as a CRC and CRA, maybe you won't need somebody to help you so your employer does not need to hire an assistant right now to be like the, the liaison between you and the site. Because you work at the site level, you understand that process better. Or same thing with the way you interact with CRAs. Like if you're a project manager who has had CRA experience, you may not need uh, any assistance in dealing with CRAs as opposed to a PM who doesn't have that. So when when push comes to shove and you have a, a colleague, like when times get tough, like they just were with COVID shutdown, you as a project manager have uh, experience as a coordinator and a CRA versus your colleague as a project manager who doesn't, okay? And like all things considered the same, you guys both work, you know, let's say you're both average at your job. They're probably, and by them I mean that your employer is probably going to work with the person who has the CRC, CRA experience because again, you're more of a generalist. You've been closer to the action. The closer you are to the action, and the action is at the site level where things actually happen, where patients are screened, where blood goes into tubes, and where the data gets collected in clinical research, 
the closer you are to the action, the more potential you have to be a generalist. So that's my answer to that question. Um, degrees don't play any role into this as long as you have a bachelor's or more. And then with, with project managers, you can be a certified project manager. I mean, that's, that's fine, but you're just, uh, you're basically just a more rare specialist, like an even more rare specialist. <clears throat> I think in the future, that's less valuable. I think degrees are also less valuable. Uh, they're still requiring series to have bachelor's degrees. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. They're still request requiring most regulatory affairs people to have masters or PhDs. They're still requiring medical monitors to be doctors. Okay, those things, those degrees are obviously important. But when it comes to a CRA, like if you're asking me if you have a bachelor's and another CRA has a PhD, if that's gonna make any difference in uh, the employer choosing one over the other, maybe, but oftentimes I think it doesn't matter. I think what matters is the experience, the actual experience that you have and your willingness to be a generalist because every employer wants efficiency. And the reason why generalists are so valuable is because their, their input uh, uh, their input for every hour of input their output should be equivalent to what a specialist is anyways because there's like a it's like a bell curve and you have most people doing an okay job in the middle but when times get tough and they need more pe less people to do more that's when the generalists come in because now you're like okay at a bunch of things as opposed to just being okay at one thing and then clueless about other things and we actually saw that happen we saw like a mini preview of that with this recession or, or with this uh, coronavirus shutdown which in the future if there is a recession that's the way it's going to play out okay so i think generalists very important it's not just something that sounds cool uh to put on quotes for instagram it's something i really believe in uh p.s they're saying where i am it is pretty easy to climb to $140,000 canadian dollars as a cra but I have a feeling most project managers here make 75 to 95,000 Canadian dollars. Uh, so most project managers are not in charge of CRAs, but of clinical trials. Yeah. So the salary of a CRA that, that just shows you that they're more in demand. CRAs are more in demand than project managers in clinical research. Uh, it's a specialist. So a CRA is more of a specialist with more of a potential to be a generalist than a project manager. But at the end of the day, it's all comes down to the individual and what they're willing to do. Because if you're a project manager and you work at a large site, there's probably opportunities for you to help out in other aspects of the business, right? So it's up to you if you take advantage of those opportunities or not. Same thing with CRAs, like with CRA, to become a generalist first, I think you gotta expand your knowledge as far as therapeutic areas are concerned. And then, so that's like horizontally. And then you also gotta look vertically, like look at what your lead CRA does, and then look at what your coordinator does, and try to figure out how all these pieces move in, move in sync, or are supposed to move in sync together. You solve problems that way. There's a lot of CRAs turned consultants that do very well, and guess what, they're generalists. All right, so let's get to the, some LinkedIn questions. Instagram, if you have questions, let me know. Uh, I got a few more minutes before I hit the Peloton. Got a long question from LinkedIn, so let's see. My name is John Upshaw, 
and I had some questions regarding my career path in clinical research. I have a BS in public health and a med in health sciences. Currently, I work for MD Anderson in Houston as a clinical research pro program coordinator. Um, so I'm 26 years old. My role deals with regulatory compliance and the submission of protocols. Um, I want a higher salary. Not sure if it's likely, but that's my goal for my career long term. I would love to move into the senior version of my role by 2022. Uh, afterwards, I'm contemplating going on into quality assurance, project manage program management, or into becoming a CRA. Okay, so now we're getting into the question. Which do you suggest could be the best fit for me? And if I want to be a CRA, would it be best to go into it now instead of waiting? And so my answer to that would be yes. So uh, let me see, how long have you been? So my answer to that would be uh, wait like till the end of the year if you can, because you know the year's still a little bit unstable, so we don't know what's gonna actually happen with CRA jobs. I think they're gonna continue to be in demand, but we don't really know. So stay in your role. Okay, learn about regulatory compliance and submission of protocols because, again, you're, you're building your expertise. You're becoming a generalist by learning this stuff. All right, and then jump into being a CRA because now, see, all you're doing now, like, you're not really close to the action. You're just submitting paperwork. You're not dealing with patients or any of that kind of stuff. And you're not even really dealing with the study documents. You know, you're just dealing with the regulatory. So... You want to get, like to be a generalist, you want to get closer to where the action is. CRA is closer to the action and it's also a much better salary for the most part than what you're currently getting. So uh, I would wait till the start of the next year if I were you to do it, given your age. You're relatively young, so I would wait till the start of the next year to do that. So learn what you can this year. Um, currently I have about two years of research experience. Uh, and my first role was data coordinator. So yeah, so play it out this year. Let's see what happens uh, with the economy and everything else next year. Because the last advice I want to tell you is quit your job to go apply to be a CRA and then they're going to lay you off, right? Like if there's another shutdown or something. So wait, wait it out. Wait till January, maybe February. See if the vaccine comes out and then put yourself at the CRA position and looks like people on um, Instagram agree. They actually say, go become a CRC, who's clinical research coordinator, which is again, you wanna be a generalist, it's closer to the action too, uh, or a CTA, clinical trial assistant in order, and then become a CRA. So yeah, I would do that too. Um, but I think you actually, with your two years, you actually would qualify um, to be a CRA, but it would be easier for you to be a CRC first, if that makes sense. Let's see if we're still on LinkedIn. Where's the questions on LinkedIn? We're almost done. This turned out to be a good podcast episode. Uh, okay, waiting for the questions to come up. So hopefully that helped answer that question. One more. <laughs> Somebody from India said, I'm a CRA and I received business development job. I am confused here. And uh, yeah, you should be confused because business development, very different from CRA. Matter of fact, I don't think CRAs do much of any selling other than selling themselves to an employer 
or selling the quality of their report to their lead CRA or maybe selling like this the coordinator hey you should you should try to answer these queries faster or you should enroll more patients uh, that's the kind of selling CRAs do um, you you know for the most part is just clinops like looking at the at the uh, yeah hopefully John that helped you out so yeah business development I mean if you have to quit your CRA job to do that I wouldn't do it if you like your CRA job if it's something you can do on the side absolutely do it because now you're gonna be closer to being a generalist uh, I haven't seen CRAs get laid off as of yet this is a pretty strong industry yeah uh, furloughed I meant to say so in you know in March there were many getting furloughed now they're already mostly back for the most part but yeah the generalists will will be the last ones to get furloughed at most companies what is the current future looking like for study coordinators well sites need study coordinators like the there's more studies than ever before the the temporary shutdown that coronavirus brought about just moved everything along so instead of all these studies getting started in march april and may they're going to get started in july august september october all those same studies that were going to start in july august september october are still going to start so now we have more studies all right the same number of coordinators matter of fact maybe less with the ones that got furloughed or the ones that got laid off and then became cra's which we've interviewed on this show so there's even less CRCs than there was at the start of this year, 2020, and there's more studies than there was at the start of this year, 2020. So that's just supply and demand. The future for coordinators looks bright. That's the last to ever be replaced, I think, is the sites. The sites are the last to be replaced by artificial intelligence or any kind of technology, like, like the stuff that real technologists in research talk about where AIs are gonna query and algorithms are gonna do source data review and source data verification <clears throat> we're probably still decades away from that so even CRAs are gonna be in demand for decades but coordinators I mean there's no algorithm or AI that's gonna screen a patient randomize a patient hold the patient's hand walking them through the study telling them why they should stay in or why they you know or, or talking to the PI about what happened to the patient maybe the patient needs to withdraw that you can't replace that with technology at least not what we have right now right so um, I have I've seen CRCs get furloughed not at stable CRAs yeah so see exactly right exactly right so any other questions I think that's it I think that's it I'll wait for Instagram a little bit longer but I'm gonna jump on the Peloton because I got an hour an hour-long ride coming up with Cody is that his name Cody got an hour-long ride but glad glad to see you guys on here glad to see Instagram on a late on a Monday night you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with me it means a lot to me keep your questions coming LinkedIn Thank you very much. It's been too long, LinkedIn. I gotta do more of this. Instagram, I've been doing more of this. Okay, so everybody have a great Monday, Monday night, and we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. 
So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.